There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. And it's a gunner. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Well, baseball's canceled. Oh, that's fir- sad. Yeah, for the it's first not couple. Good. No, and I feel like it's your fault. Uh, first couple of weeks of the season, best they can do now, April 14th, if they come to an agreement. Amy Marks Cores, Chris Ranji on Sports Open Line tonight on uh, KMOX. Yeah. Okay, so question. Best case scenario. Yeah. They work something out. Within the next couple of days, baseball starts on the dates that you're talking about. April 14th, the Cardinals have their home opener. What was it, the 25th? April. It would 25th. be the 25th against the, the Mets. Mets. Okay. Best case scenario, that happens. It's not happening, but yeah, go ahead. If that happens, do baseball doesn't take a hit at all. Fans come back. They don't care. They're just glad it's over. TV ratings are fine. Streaming is fine. Baseball's back to normal. Or... Are there some vestiges? Is there collateral damage from this? I think if it goes on, I, I, I've been saying this. I've been saying that I think people are going to come back quicker than they say they're going to come back. And there people are, are fatigued and they just want baseball. Right, right. And, and because of everything else that's been going on, um, I'd imagine there are a lot of people who are preoccupied so they, they know there's a baseball yeah. thing going on. They know it's getting backed up, but they don't really know why because they're not paying attention. But when the season rolls around, they'll be back. I think there are going to be a lot of those folks. I just don't think there are going to be as many hardline, I'm not pay, I'm not giving those guys my money anymore people yeah. out there. I, just, I think there are going to be some. I just don't think there are going to be a lot. Yeah. No, I think people, they're tired. They want baseball. Like you said, it hasn't really hit yet. In the same way, when somebody's like 10, 15 minutes late, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Shouldn't he Shouldn't he be here? Oh, yeah. Wait, he's yeah, right. He's a bit late. Right. But you don't really think about it for a bit. I, I think that's what would happen if, best case scenario, baseball bounced back because it's no COVID baseball, my goodness. Exactly. It's regular baseball, no masks. Ideally, I don't think they're going to have, you know, if— as long as things continue to trend in this direction, you're not going to have vaccine requirements. It's regular, no COVID baseball. Let's just get back to normal. And I think people are willing to forgive a lot if they can just get back to normal. Totally agree with you. I I think, at least for the time being, it looks like in terms of COVID, we're going to be okay. Um, I suppose it's possible because I think some of the hospitalizations are starting to tick up in in the U.K., that and what happens in the UK if eventually finds its way here. So um, maybe we could get to a point in like May or June where we have to start being more vigilant again. But for right now, if they figure this out before we get to that point, um, then we're going to have some some baseball where you can just you can go to a full ballpark mm-hmm. and not really have to worry much about anything. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. I think more people are going to come back to it. Then they say they will. Hey, uh, Matt Pajeski, a, a thing happened during the break. Amy is over there dealing with an injury. She has a she has a, a running injury. Mm-hmm. It's her, really snow running. To clarify, it was this multiple miles in the snow messed up my hip. Well, you shouldn't have done that, should you? Well, it seems in retrospect, I would have made a yeah, different. Yeah, maybe decision. you should have thought about that before you did. So Amy's hip is bothering her. 
And um, I said, what do you have, tendinitis? And she goes, no, I have nine tonitis. No, that's... That's why. What do you what do you think of what do you think of that joke? It's pretty horrible, right? I'm not a fan of that one. Sorry. Yeah, it's pretty bad, Amy. You know, some people lie and feel bad about it. Some people are obviously so used to living in falsehoods every minute of every day. He said nine tinnitus, and he had to explain it because I didn't even get it. Yeah, she didn't get it. So what Amy's trying to tell you is I'm gaslighting. <laughs> yeah, right that's now. Exactly what? Okay. Yeah. Can I get your opinion on something? You're a football sure. guy. Yeah. NFL. A player, Played many seasons in the NFL. Yeah. A player gets uh, caught betting on the NFL. He's, yeah. This player's in the NFL. Yeah. He was betting while he's on a break Calvin Ridley for you're talking injury. about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Are you, do you have big issues with it? Should it be suspended? Should he be kicked out of the league? What do you see? I, I think a year's suspension, pretty good. I know there are a lot of people who think it's too much, and then they say, well, the NFL is now in bed with a bunch of gambling companies. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know exactly what their sponsorships are DraftKings, FanDuel, all of them. I don't, I don't, doesn't matter. Sports now are embracing sports betting and sports betting sites and sports books and whatever. And I know a lot of people are, are talking about how hypocritical it is mm-hmm. to be in bed with all of these companies, generate revenue from sports betting, and then tell your players, oh, well, you're suspended if you do it. I think that's 100% wrong. I think just because it's legal for everybody else doesn't mean it should be legal for you. Part of your contract should be, look, you, you get to play football, you get to play baseball, whatever it is. You just can't bet on these games. Okay, and, and that's, like that's not a, a it's not a big ask because we have radio contests all the time. And we can't participate. We can't participate. My family can't You're participate. Correct. Your immediate family can't win tickets. Right. And there's there's no way my mom or whoever it is, your significant other calling in and trying to win tickets is going to make a difference. But it's it just because of propriety yes. and and optics, you can't have it. It's the simplest concept. The reason for it is this. If you're a radio li- and this is it is the ex- what you're talking about is the exact same thing as what we're talking about in the NFL. Because if you're a radio listener and you participate in a contest, if you feel like the employees and their families are just going to win anyway, then you don't feel like the contest is really a contest. You feel like it's rigged. So if you're a football fan watching games, it doesn't matter if the guy is betting on his teams yep. or a different team or what. It doesn't matter. If you think he's betting on his own sport, yeah. you're going to doubt whether or not what you're watching on the field is true. Now, think of it this way. Maybe, and and his defense was, I didn't use any insider information. And what he did was he bet a parlay. And a parlay is like several different bets. And he had like four or five of them. And in order for you to win the bet, all five things have to happen. And so they're harder, but they pay out bigger. And his argument was, I didn't use any insider information, which might be true. But you can't feel like, these guys are all friends. Mm -hmm. And Ridley has friends on other teams you can't feel like some team, uh, some guy from another team yeah. fed him some information well, and said, hey, we're going to lose tonight. You can't have that. It's like 
It's the one thing sports absolutely cannot have. Integrity of competition. Absolutely. You it's, have to at least have the optics of integrity of a, competition. A hundred percent. You if because of that's why I think a lot of people, and again, I'm not a big boxing guy and never really have been, mm-hmm. but I do believe that for a while there were people who felt like the integrity of boxing wasn't there, and maybe yeah. that's why it lost some popularity. It, it's just not as been, and it could be that maybe there aren't um, you know, the, for a while there weren't the the kind of stars like you had when Mike Tyson was mm-hmm. fighting or whatever, or the, or the mass appeal of somebody like Tyson. But I do think that when you feel like the sport you're watching is not, that there isn't real actual competition or maybe somebody's throwing a game or somebody knows something that, um, like, like what Pete Rose was doing. Sure. He didn't ever bet on his team to lose. But people would look at what he was doing and say, oh, Pete's not betting tonight. I wonder why. Like, why is he not betting on his team tonight? Because here's the thing. It's either allowed or it's not allowed. And this is why it matters. A lot of people are coming to Ridley's defense here because they listen. And they're wrong. Everybody's betting. You know, one guy. Sure. It's allowed or not allowed. It's not allowed. And he broke the rule. If it were allowed, you think, oh, it doesn't matter that Ridley, he was hurt. What if 30 guys are betting because it's allowed? What if on both teams you had a total of 50 or 60 guys on the rosters betting? Because if it's allowed, then anybody can do it. You want to watch an NFL game where you know 60 guys are betting on this game and they're on the field? Yeah. You have it's either okay or not okay. There are, you're right. There are a lot of people trying to point out the hypocrisy. It's not hypocrisy. Here's the reality of the situation. Everybody is allowed to bet on sports, except for the people playing those sports. Sure. Simple. It's that's an easy fix. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Like there's there's no debate here. Like that is that people cannot feel fans of a sport cannot feel like what they're watching might be rigged. Right. The moment there's that doubt, you know, a team loses a game. And it happened at a at a last minute play, or a guy blows a coverage, and lets somebody blow right by him. You can't have people going, "Oh, he's on the take." That guy bet on the game tonight. That that cornerback bet on the game tonight. That's why he let that dude just go right by him. That safety wasn't where he needed to be. He did that on purpose. The moment people start feeling that way about your sport, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. So what they had to do is make an example out of him, and I I think they did. He's lucky it's only a year, to be honest. Yeah, and just again, can you imagine the cascading effects of players betting and then how that affects every aspect of the game from owners to uh, to the outcomes of games to traits? I mean, everything hinges on that. You destroy the game. If anything, Calvin Ridley is lucky he wasn't completely kicked out of the league. Right. Amy Marks-Cores, Chris Ranji with you tonight on Sports Open Line. Uh The baseball situation, not great, Bob. We'll update you next on KMOX. Amy Marks, Kors, and Chris Ranji on Sports Open Line on KMOX. Our producer is Matt Pajeski. He is here. And dude's always got some sort of grin on his face like he's, like, I don't know what he's laughing at. Because it ain't us. I know. We're we, not as hilarious as I would like us to be. You know. Well, I mean, you're bringing me down. He's, really. he's good at his job. I'm just so still impressed by his music knowledge. He's a music aficionado. And you know that you're legit 
music, a music, a legit music guy, when you have Chris Myhill, the executive producer of the Charlie Brennan Show, who knows music and is giving you props like, man, Matt knows his stuff. Can we, for anybody who wasn't listening yesterday, I want to quickly recap what happened because I think it was such a ridiculous moment. We were doing the show, mm-hmm. and it, it's ridiculous on both of your parts, you, you and Matt both, because we're doing the show, we're in the middle of a break, mm-hmm. and nobody's talking. Nobody's saying anything, and we were, we weren't having a conversation remotely related to this. Right. And then you, mm-hmm. out of nowhere, go, you know, Michael Bolton was just really good. <laughs> what a great singer he was. And then Matt, immediately, as if as if this has been some kind of debate that he's been having for months, <laughs> Matt goes, yes, "Yes, yes, thank you, thank you for saying that." Like finally. <laughs> Like, what the hell are you people talking about? What I is, thought it was actually it was the it highlight was the, of my week because, again, I didn't, I mean, Matt's younger than I am, so who knows if he would know who Michael Bolton is. And not only does he know who Michael Bolton is, but he knows his deep cut slap yeah. because he was in blackjack. Don't you ever say slap again. <laughs> that's so awkward coming from you. I feel like that's the one thing I can say. Like the song Slaps? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't say the song slaps. You you can't do it. All right. Or or don't ever call anything a banger. I haven't don't said say, that. Like this song's a banger. Yeah, I just you say can't, it slaps. Don't do that. Yeah. Can I? Uh, this is a top changing the topic, but we did reference. We were talking about JFK. Yeah. And conspiracy theories yesterday. Right. So I had an interview this afternoon with Kelly Weil of the Daily Beast. She has written a book on flat earthers and conspiracy theories. Oh, how was the interview? It was really good. It was interesting. When are you running it? Is it going to be this weekend? Or? It will be the Amy Mark score show. Yes. Running this weekend at uh, various times. Check your local listings. <laughs> <laughs> Is it I'm, on the website? I'm pretty sure nine o'clock on you Friday You can listen night. on the Odyssey app. It's free. Download it. You can listen on 1120 AM or 98.7 FM. Yeah. If nine o'clock on city. Friday night. Nine o'clock on Friday night. You can mm-hmm. listen to this uh, this conspiracy theory yeah. interview. But it's, it, she was really, really good. And... She talked to a lot of people and and also was very respectful, you know, of them. I think we do kind of live in an age of mockery. You know, if you don't agree with someone, the, the go-to move is to make fun of them. But she talked to them, got their ideas of, you know, why they believed what they believed. And th- there's a spectrum of conspiracy theories for sure. And I asked her if conspiracy theories about JFK, and I'm not talking about like aliens, like the crazy ones, but just kind of the... The what was it the second the second gunman on a hill? What, yeah, the what, grassy knoll. The grassy knoll, yes. Yeah. Like the grassy knoll is that a gateway conspiracy theory to other conspiracy theories? Because there's, I think there's a difference between thinking there was something on the grassy knoll and believing that the Earth is flat. I do believe there is absolutely a mindset that if you believe there's always something nefarious going on, there's always behind the scenes people dealing and making all these things happen instead of just some lone crazy person mm-hmm. taking it upon himself to kill the president, you know, it, it, but if, if you believe that, yes, it was this and, and, and this organization and the CIA and, and the Cubans. And I think if you have that mindset, if you're open to that, then you're probably open to a lot of conspiracy theories because your, your working assumption on everything is that nothing just happens. Mm-hmm. Everything is coordinated. Everything happened for a reason and somebody benefited from it. 
And I think that's true a lot of times. I just don't think it's true all the time. I think there's some, that's some of the motivation, right? You're just distrustful of authority or of the elite, whoever the elite are. I also think we, as a society, people really want to feel special. And I, I always say that's why people freak out on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving and all the Black Friday deals and shopping and how they sleep in a tent outside of Best Buy or Target to get the deal because they they kind of like chaos. They want to feel special. And I think with conspiracy theories, if you believe that the earth is flat or some other conspiracy theory, 9-11 conspiracy theories, you are special because you know something that, that other, other people, people don't, don't know. know. You're yeah. not a sheep. And, you and know that, something. You have secret information. And that is now, for a lot of people, the motivation behind anti-vax. Anti-vax people, and I've I've got a very close friend, was a roommate of mine for years. I've known him since college. Th- that's him. And to be that, is, to, that is him. He's he's he believes that like with, with with all of these other you know with the ivermectin stuff, and and he's like I've known about ivermectin for a long time, and I'm like, but I, I almost say- called him by his name, I'm like Jim, <laughs> Jim. Yes, that you. I've known about it too, and I've also known the FDA has specifically told people not to take it, and the company who makes it has told people not to take it for this thing. But to COVID. clarify, too, there there is the conspiracy theory side of the anti-vax, like with the chips, like Bill Gates is putting I mean, a chip come in on, you, man. versus I, I have no problem with people asking questions about the vaccine. Sure, but I mean? then if it, the doctors were encouraging that, like ask questions sure, if you have concerns. Sure, but but then if the questions get answered... Don't seek out something else that confirms what you want to believe and what you want to believe is there's something wrong with the vaccines. So which is my buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Jim. Well, and it's interesting because you would think that there's a mindset, right? And I think there are you start to see certain qualities, certain mindsets. But when you are talking about conspiracy theories like the moon landing, like we didn't really go to the moon or the earth is flat it, according to Kelly Weil and the people that she talked to, it became a very integral part of their identity, like yeah. who they were. Like their identity was in, I know information that other people don't. Right. And so, yes. especially now with social media and the, it gives the ability for fringe beliefs to have a platform that seems mainstream. So it connects a community. It builds that community and also makes that community feel more mainstream. It's She said it's not just a handful of people. There are some, she goes, you would be surprised at how many people, I'm not, and I'm going to say flat earth, right, which to me is even different than some of the political conspiracy theories, but flat earthers, there's a pretty big community of people who believe that. Which is, I, I mean, for a rational person, it seems insane. It seems insane. Like, some, I thought it was kind of a joke. Well, it. I mean, it is a joke. Um, but people like, for example, who were in Heaven's Gate in that cult mm. that all ate the applesauce and thought they were going to ride on a spaceship behind a comet. There were some really smart people, you know, there were like college professors and whatnot who were in that group and people whose family members said about them, like, this is just so unlike this person yeah. because they're, and I know being in a cult is, is really the extreme of what we're talking about here, but it's a, it's a, I think it's a similar mindset because when you're in a cult, you think you have a truth that nobody else understands. 
Right. Like that nobody else could possibly get what you you're, get. You're special and you have belonging. Yes. You have a community. And I will say, you know, initially with the flat earthers, because I thought, okay, well, it's kind of funny, you know, maybe half the flat earthers are joking too. And and it's America, believe what you want. We didn't go to the moon. Okay, it's a handful of people who cares. However, the conspiracy theory mindset, if you have enough people who believe a conspiracy theory and they're active enough on that belief, it can disrupt society because we look at QAnon. I mean, there are some crazy, like, they're devils and eating children and all this really bizarre stuff. In the stuff. pizza place, right? Yeah, and oh, no, that beyond. Was, was QAnon... Uh, Not Pizza, pizza Gate. Pizza Gate was different. It's different than yeah. QAnon, which is a bigger conspiracy theory. But then, you know, that that's something where it becomes disruptive or destabilizing yeah. for society. When you have that many people who believe something that is just legitimately insane and they that you cannot talk them back from that, yeah, that's a massive problem. Critical to a functioning society is that we all agree to a certain point of what reality we're living in. You have to have right. some shared reality. A hundred percent. And when you have too many people that don't, yeah, then you have an issue. And I, for a really long time, was on the JFK conspiracy thing mm-hmm. where I thought there were multiple shooters and I thought it wasn't just Lee Harvey and he was probably framed. I I don't feel that as much. Like, I don't know if I believe in the grassy knoll thing. I I, I don't know. I do think it was totally possible for him to have done that all by himself. And the thing about, um, like, if you watch the movie JFK, the Oliver Stone movie, which I love and I still love it, I just don't think it's accurate. And I I don't buy into it as much as I used to. It's just an entertaining piece of, of artwork. But the theory that the Secret Service had him make the right turn and then the left turn to slow him down to get him into the kill zone... That's not what happened. They did it because that was the way to the highway. Right. Like that, that was the only way to get onto the interstate or to the freeway, right. which took them to the trademark where he was going to go. But for a long time, I believed, oh, yeah, that makes sense. They had to get him into a spot where they could shoot him more easily. But that isn't what happened. Uh, this is Sports Open Line. <laughs> and the baseball season has been canceled for two weeks. At least so the first we're delving two weeks of the into season. conspiracy theories to fill the time. Yeah, we could do all kinds of stuff here on Sports Open Line. What we know for sure is that there... Well, actually, you know what? I say we know this for sure, but do we? Because we were told a couple of weeks ago that if they didn't get something done a couple of weeks ago, the first series of the season, the first two series were over. And then as of like 3 o'clock this afternoon, they were telling us, no, we won't have to cancel. the. So who knows? Maybe next week they'll then say, oh, oh, opening day will happen on uh, April 7th anyway. That's the conspiracy. Deadlines aren't real. I don't even know if that's a conspiracy. That might just be real. (laughs) Amy Marks, Kors, Chris Ranji with you on Sports Open Line on KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. And it's a gunner. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this game. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. I know I need new friends, Amy. You don't have to tell me that. These are the kinds of conversations we have off the air. She she ridicules and chastises me and gives me lectures and tells me I need better friends. I know I need better friends. What do you want me to do? Uh, Amy Marks, Kors, and Chris Ranji are on uh, Sports Open Line tonight. 
on KMOX. We're in for Kevin Wheeler, who's taking care of family business. Mm-hmm. And the news from today, if you happen to be in your vehicle now or just turning on your Odyssey app. By the way, did you know that you could set up your Alexa device at home or if you call it Echo? Mm-hmm. You can play KMOX. You can teach it to play KMOX and it will do that for you. Well, and also you can podcast Oh, yeah, the Charlie and, Brennan show. You can yeah. podcast, not just rewind, because we have the rewind. You can rewind 24 on the Odyssey hours app. of live it's radio awesome. yeah. on the Odyssey app. But yeah. also, wherever you get your podcast, Sports Open Line, Total Information AM, the Charlie Brennan show, Dave Glover show, just like you would get any other podcast, subscribe to those podcasts. And if you miss the show live, they'll pop up on your phone in your podcast list. That's how I listen to a lot of the shows if I can't catch them live. And, and these are the kinds of notifications you want. They are. Right? This is the kind of stuff you want to be notified you know, about. I I know what push notifications are. I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to get you to buy something, Target or Free People or Urban Outfitters, whatever your store free is. Free People. It's a girl storefront. I love it so much. What is it? it? It's. I don't think they even sell men's clothing. It's a kind of a. It's called Free People. Free People. Yeah, kind of a hippie store. Where do you get that at the mall? It's at the Galleria. It's nationwide, but it's at the Galleria, a brick and oh. mortar. But is it ha- like Forever Twenty One, but for hippies? No. It's like... Like I Akira. No, I don't think you're going to know. Lane Bryant. Okay. <laughs> Where do you shop? Anyway. These are, the, these are, are these not women's stores? I think they are. Okay. The, the push notifications literally... Pottery for, Barn. For these stores will pop up on my phone and say, and they're personalized, Amy, you would look great in this dress. That's what it says. How do they know? That's exactly right. And I think, well, what dress is this? Or Amy... We have six hours left, save, you know, 50% on hundreds of items. And I know what they're doing. I know that I'm getting multiple push notifications a day and I shouldn't open my phone, open the app, but it's so easy. They, they, they attack you yeah. with these great deals and, and, it I, is and an I attack fall for it. Oh, it's attack. Oh, so the, so I, then I you end it. up going to the store? Well, no, I pull up the app. They've got all my information and I can click on that dress and boom, it's it's shipped to my house. It's so easy. Like Amazon, Amazon is easy. Amazon's too easy. Yes, this is, I look. I need better friends. Mm-hmm. You need to be less gullible. <laughs> I know because you're just I mean, you're falling for anything these companies want. Like you're you're gonna there, go but to. But isn't sto- there a product that you fall for when you see a commercial? Like it doesn't matter. Even though you know you're being sold. I mean, yeah. I was in retail for five years for crying out loud. I understand what they're doing. But <laughs> commercials for like hand lotion where they show it's kind of like black and white and they show the lady and she's got dry cracked hands and then she tries this new lotion. And suddenly she's in color. And she's in color yes. and her hands look better. I yeah. fall for lotion commercials. Oh, okay. You're a lotion person. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Is there a product that you fall for when you see the commercial? Well, uh, no, 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 not for me. Like there are things that I like, but they're too expensive and mm-hmm. it's not just a, like, I really am into watches. I love watches, but watches are, you know, depending on what you're really into are crazy expensive. Right. Okay. So this is very interesting. So it can't be a me. thing that you just buy all the time on a whim. You know, you have to kind of, okay, I'm going to get this watch and, and think about it. Okay, I want to know more about this because I didn't, I guess I understood that watches, it's a thing, but a friend of mine will follow watch auctions 
like in Switzerland, they have oh, watch auctions where they're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on watches. I guess yeah. so, but he goes, yeah. "Oh, I got to, I got to check my phone." There's this watch, but he knows the year, he knows the make. It, it's like a piece of art. Yeah. So, what is. watches are you interested in? Oh, I mean, I really like. Uh, I, I'm more of like the. So I like Omegas mm-hmm. and and stuff like that, and Breitlings are pretty good too, and like even the on the I guess uh, entry level end, like Oris is pretty good. Um, Are you looking I, at the years of these? Not watches? necessarily. No, I just I I'm more of a. I know they work. I know they're really good, and they're made well, and they look good. So you're wearing them? Yeah. Okay. I and mean, some some of these guys don't wear these. Oh, watches. that's crazy. If you if you get a watch, wear the damn thing. Like there. So there's a <laughs> there's a thing which I have learned in the last few years called the Holy Trinity of watches, and there are three companies. Okay. It's Audemars Piguet. Um, Vacheron Constantine and, um, Patek Philippe. Okay. Okay. And these are like on the cheap end, if you can get one, like $20,000 watches. Cheap end. Like, and we're talking like the, the, and you can't, by the way, you can't get them for 20K. Like you have to get them secondary market and you're going to pay double at least. And I've heard. Which is a crazy hobby to be in. It's a crazy And hobby I don't have any in. of those. Like, I'm not one of those, yeah. you know, AP guys. I'd love to be. But I, I've also heard, correct me if I'm wrong here, a watch like a really expensive Rolex. Having the money doesn't guarantee you get the watch. They have to know who you are. Rolex is a weird thing now. And it's gotten really bad in the last few years where you can't go into a boutique. No. And like if you if you go into a Rolex store, like just a Rolex store, they've got nothing in the cases. They might have like a couple of different things that nobody wants. But you know, if you go into an Omega boutique, you know, there's one in Frontenac. Mm-hmm. If you go in there, like they're they're stocked of all this good stuff. But Rolex, you can't get them because of how they limit their their production and how they're distributed to people, and then how the authorized dealers handle it. Like there's this whole. A thing where they've made it so difficult to buy something that should be like you know, uh, you know, five grand or something. Now you got to pay twenty five, mm-hmm. which is just a, it's totally ridiculous. You know, totally ridiculous. And I realize that hobby is not great for most people, and it doesn't make sense for most people. I just happen to like them, and I don't. You know, it's not like I have a million watches or anything, but it's a thing I like. Yeah. No, I can see that. I and the same with. Cars. I think growing up when I was younger, oh. I didn't really think anything of cars, but my younger brother was really into cars. So we would take him to like the Bentley store in Chesterfield, right? Yeah. When he was little and he knew all, he was like eight years old, but he knew all about these cars, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, Bentleys, uh, Aston Martins and Bugattis. And he would talk about them enough that now I kind of get it. Like I yeah. really, it, it, I like these cars, these exotic cars, they're, I'm like, wow, that's beautiful. Well, it's people like the engines and how they work and all that stuff. And the a watch, lines of the car, though. Yes, you yes. Know, it's like a work of art. A watch is exactly the same thing. Sometimes they're more expensive than really mm-hmm. nice cars. Like you can literally spend several hundred thousand dollars on certain watches, and some of them are really ugly. There's a company called Richard Meal that a lot of athletes wear. So if you see some of these watches that are kind of big and they're you know, almost rectangle shaped and they're, they're skeleton. Like you can see through them mm-hmm. and they're just very ornate. Those are 
hundreds of thousands of dollars, those watches. And and athletes love those. Like football players, NBA players, are, are, are a lot of them are, are wearing those. Okay, so I know I know we got to go to break, but this fact blew my mind. Apparently there are there's hundreds of thousands of dollars that's the right number. Maybe it's thousands. I thought it was hundreds of thousands of dollars of diamonds in MLB fields and NFL fields from the diamonds that come out of the jewelry oh, that of fall the players. Out. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. They said like, oh, you never find them. Yeah. You'll never find it. But apparently there are tons of diamonds in these fields. That is, I, that's something I never even thought. I always wonder because it's been going on since I was a kid. I just never understood wearing huge mm-hmm. jewelry. It to me, running, it, it would hit you in the face. Yes, I don't. I mean, like it would, yeah, it'd smack you in the face. You're running around the bases. I don't know why. I know you look good. I just don't know how it's functional. Look fancy. But I guess uh, if you look good, then you feel good and you play good, right? Yes. Amy Marks, Coors, Chris Ranji, uh, with you. We're talking watches and cars <laughs> on Sports Open Line on KMOX. Oh my God, a new Star Wars show's coming out, Amy. Are you freaking out? I love it. I, the trailer for Obi-Wan. Yeah. Kenobi. Ewan's in it, right? Ewan McGregor, isn't he? I didn't see the trailer yet. I just know. Because here's, at any given time, if you contact Amy, mm-hmm. there is an 87 to 88% chance she's watching some Star Wars stuff. I do love Star Wars. And in fact, before my last race in Houston, a half marathon, you know, you just sit around the day before the race. It's your job to rest, eat, drink water, and rest. And I watched episodes seven, eight, and nine of Star Wars. And those things are like two hours and 20 minutes each. Mm-hmm. So it's three Star Wars. And then I, I don't know. You know, what's weird is I'm not into sci-fi or fantasy in any other Like no Game of Thrones? No, no Game of Thrones. I've never even read Lord of the Rings I, I did I do like C.S. Lewis, so I've read Chronicles of Narnia, right? I, I love that series, but I'm not a sci-fi or you know, Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica. And to me that's even different Battle than Star, Star Wars. Galactica. Yeah. M- Matt Pajeski loves Battlestar Galactica. Bears beats Battlestar Battle Galactica. Galactica. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know about that. But yeah, but for some reason I love Star Wars. I have always said well, never mind. We won't get into it. Well, no, you can't do that. I don't know. don't start it and then stop. So I, I said this: Star Wars basically ripped off the Bible uh, because it's like good and evil, and it's like the Force, like the Holy Spirit. But then, literally, Anakin is the chosen one. He's come to be the savior, and he was born of a virgin birth. Why are you such a nerd? But don't you find that a little suspicious? No. You don't. You're telling me the idea. Wait, who of, had a wait, who had a virgin birth? Anakin. No, really. I think so. What are you talking about? Yeah, Darth Vader. Yeah, I know who Darth Vader is. I know, but I think Anakin did. Where's because, Wheeler? This would have been a great time for Padme Wheeler to be had here. Had Luke and Leia, but I think the lore is that Anakin was a virgin birth. But don't you feel like you know, I don't think I, it was a virgin birth? I just familiar. I just think Darth Vader's dad was a butthole and left the family. And because he left the family, that's why he turned into such a jerk himself. Okay, here. That's more... Oh, what, are you looking it up now? Yeah, go ahead and Google it, because whatever you yes. Google, like, that's the, the right information is going to come out. No, but that's what that's the thing. It was Anakin. He was the one that was allegedly... So I'm just saying, you kind I of... I think he just had an absentee father. You, rip, you, you are ripping off kind of like a bigger story here. Like, George Lucas, I think, 
was, and here's the thing, this is not new in literature. In literature, literature professors will always tell you everything is either the Bible, Shakespeare, or Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you that the movie A Night at the Museum with Ben Stiller... What? <laughs> Just hang with me here. It, that, what? That is the Odyssey. Okay. It's the exact same plot line. You have a guy who's kind of down on his luck, and he has to go on this journey, and he's faced with these half you know, deity creatures, and he has to overcome the bad guys dealing with the supernatural, and then at the end he's praised. Literally... It's the Odyssey. Everything is either Shakespeare, Greek mythology, or the Bible. These sorts of thoughts... Don't belong in sports open line. <laughs> well, they don't belong in a human. But this, this is what happens when you have a lot of time to yourself. You should have heard me. The best moment, I think, in KMOX Radio is on the Glover Show. In and, the history of the station, by yes, the way. Yes, And we were talking about the ship that got stuck in the Suez Canal. And I just went on and on. Oh, the on. Evergreen or yeah, whatever it I was? I went on and on about the canals and the history of canals. And I, because I said I'm going to interview a canal expert. And then Dave said, Amy, are you the canal expert? <laughs> like, you need <laughs> to get out. Be. You need to start drinking. You need yeah. to get friends because no one should know this much about canals. Let me tell you a thing about Amy. You know how you have that friend who says, hey, uh, let's go out and get one beer? <laughs> Go out and get one beer, and then, like, you go out, and then it's 40 beers, and then you wake up the next day and say what happened. Amy is literally a one-beer person. (laughs) Where she goes out, she'll, I'm going to have one beer, and then she has one, and then that's it. And then she goes home. It's a lot of fun. It's a really great time. Hey, I appreciate you sitting in with me again tonight. Thanks for letting me hang. Um, I'll be back tomorrow. You won't. You have a... Yeah, I'll I'll be at the Girls on the Run Gala. I'll be emceeing the the gala, raising money for one of my favorite organizations, Girls on the Run. Great, and have a good time at that. Thanks for hanging out and all your weirdo thoughts. Thanks, sir. Uh, Yeah, sorry about the bad news today. First couple of weeks of the baseball season canceled. Earliest we can start now is April 14th. Ugh, not good. I'll be back tomorrow. Wheeler's out again. It'll be me. Chris Ranji, that's Amy Marks Cores at your service coming up next on KMOX.